You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of State of You Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time. Beautiful Monday afternoon. How y'all boys feeling? Y'all good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. It's uh, hurricanes coming uh, here to, to beautiful Tampa. Uh, as a resident of downtown Tampa, got a little concern about this uh, storm surge. Uh, but if it's anything like the Miami Hurricanes, not much to worry about. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? You're about to pull off the upset, Dan. <laughs> downtown Tampa will be the Middle <laughs> Tennessee State. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Bro, their coach, I don't even know his name. Um, didn't know that he was a Florida State player, alum. Um, he had no reason my, to know him. My man, my man straight up threw a haymaker after, said, my phone's blown up. People are uh, congratulating me. He goes, and I have no problem saying this because we kicked the Hurricanes Tails, my goodness! Florida caught an L this week, but certainly a lowercase L compared to what Miami caught. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, boys was twenty six dogs in that game, and and got and they should look like they 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 could have lost by twenty six. That's how crazy it got. Uh, mm. But nonetheless, we got our own problems. Hurricane on the way. Uh, I don't think we're getting hit with, with any of that. I think we'll get some outer bands. What the streets calling it? We'll get a little rain here in South Florida and West Palm. I don't think we're going to get a lot of it, man. So um, prepare with some water and basic food, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's what we're, we're kind of doing here. My biggest issue is I live in a high rise here, so I'm just a little worried about um, the electricity life. at the elevators and, and everything else. Um, right, right, so right. so that's that's a, the biggest issues when it comes to storm surge. Uh, you know, a lot of Tampa is under um, sea level here. Uh, so we'll see. We're going to kind of play it by ear. So who knows? Uh, Silk, we might be down uh, in South Florida um, in who nice. knows? maybe the next eight, 12 hours. But uh, if, if, the in here. if the elevators don't work, your butler just carries you up the stairs to your no, penthouse. I, w- I wish he's uh, he's evacuated. The there butler's evacuating. Uh, valet valet um, evacuations. Uh, OK, sorry. Yeah. So so going up and down uh, 20 flights <laughs> of stairs uh, would be the Dickens um, for Piggyback times per day. Um, so we'll we'll see. Like I said, it's all just kind of dependent on on what happens with this uh, this tracker over the next couple hours. Uh, again, storm surge is my bigger issue. You can hide from wind, but you can't hide from water. So if you are listening, please exercise, caution, safety, uh, and of course, be safe. And uh, hopefully, this is a Mario Cristobal hurricane and not a uh, whatever it might be. Well, and then, and then important for this week. So, I mean, this Eastern Washington game might just be cursed. It was supposed to be played in 2020, uh, was rescheduled for this year. Shout out to Jim McElwain. That's even that's why Eastern Washington is even on the. No, spot. we won't. We won't be doing that. We shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just say this is a game on the agenda. Eastern Washington is on the schedule because of Jim McElwain, um, and uh, not not looking great. Uh, depending obviously something to monitor, but like Gainesville is so far inland that it's not, we're never going to get crushed by a hurricane. Um, but first responders, um, right. emergency personnel get sent out to the areas that need them. You also can't have a football game without a certain number of firemen, 
police right. officers, SWAT, um, which are all first responders that would get sent to uh, the West Coast and areas that need help. Um, so that's something to monitor. I think you, we've had, you'd have to know by Wednesday, Thursday morning at the latest about the status of the game as we record and, and sit here talking. Um, all systems go for Saturday, though. Yeah, I would be curious. I don't. I don't know uh, if the game is going to happen. If if I were to be a, a betting man, I don't think that it does. I think that that storm right now is is tracking to slow down a bit on Wednesday and Thursday. So assessing damage and everything else, especially if it's as bad as it is, uh, I just don't know if I see that happening in Gainesville. But we could certainly hope. I like, I like for Gainesville play. to pull off the upset, man. Um, game Saturday. Put mark me down in Ben's little tracker this week. Buy or sell. Buy or sell. That's the game happens. Okay. You gotta start with that one, right? Yeah, you got to. And then and then if it doesn't, <laughs> then we'll just we, we we can't keep track of everything else. So maybe I'll have a winning record that week. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a tough go of it, as Jacob says, the buy or sell average is about to take a dive. Yeah, it's uh today was a rough week for for all of us. Uh, well, let's get uh, started. As always, we want to shout out our friend Alan Horn with Alan Horn Insurance. If you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, give Alan a call at 706-692-2888. Again, 706-692-2888. Uh, visit him at allenhorninsurance.com. Today is uh, a good day to call if you ain't got yeah, uh, a good day to call. insurance. It's a great day to call in any of those states. Yeah, yeah. You may get some insurance before this hurricane hit. So, because um, uh, tomorrow's price is not today's price. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and the next week's price definitely won't be today's price either. No, so no sir. No, sir. Get, get, get in while the, uh, the bargain shopping can happen. All right, gentlemen, as we mentioned, uh, the Florida Gators did lose to Tennessee 38 to 33 in a game that got very, very, very close at the end. Um, the Gators, unfortunately, do lose for the second time in 17 years to Tennessee. Uh, gentlemen, like that. thoughts on the game? Uh, losing to Kentucky and Tennessee in the same year reeks. Yep. Right. First time right. since 1953. Oof, Thank you. I for never, that, never experienced that in my life, man. It's a terrible feeling. That's that's my initial thoughts. It um it was interesting. So we 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 can go down to the field there at five minutes left. So I go down. And I'm like, this game is cooked. Like medium well beef mm -hmm. jerky. Game's cooked. It's over. Florida goes down and scores. Um, Billy goes for two, and we we'll get into that. Um, but Billy goes for two, doesn't get it. Florida gets a stop, goes in and scores again, goes for two, doesn't get it. And then I'm like, the the conf you could just feel the confidence in Neyland Stadium slowing down sure. and, and slowing down. I'm in the north end zone where Florida was going towards, and a guy in the first row looks at the guy next to him and goes, this is torture. And you could just – you you have the sense of like – I don't know how it's going to happen, but like Frank's Tyree, Tyree. Yeah, Tyree yeah. is going to happen. There's going to be like a tipped pass. Yeah, that's or they're gonna intercept it, get get hit, fumble. It, it felt like the vibe felt like, okay, I've seen this movie before. What is this ending? How does Tennessee just lose in tragic, devastating fashion? Um, but it just didn't happen this year. Let's go to the uh, the beginning of the game. I thought, uh, what do you think about him receiving the ball? We win the toss. Uh, Billy decides to receive away. Yep. Offense has been struggling the previous two weeks. Um, what, what did you think about that? 
I, I thought I, I expected that. I thought you're going to try to use your offense to play defense. Uh, and by that, I mean, keep Tennessee's offense off the field. Right. Um, you're, you're throwing the ball. Uh, it, clearly, we, we didn't know, but clearly Billy Napier and the Gators thought they could throw the ball in Tennessee and, and show that that thought was right. Um, but I think you take the he ball. He thought we because, could throw the ball on everybody, to be honest. Like the way well, he's that, it's, ball, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, like he changed something to Tennessee. He's been pitching that bitch around the park regardless. <laughs> he, he kept he kept confidence and faith in the kid, man. That's part of his mm-hmm. development. I think Billy spoke on some of that today, but he just kept confident. Um, we kept saying run the damn ball and still go buy that shirt, and we still want to run the damn ball. Um, but mm-hmm. like, it looked like Billy believed in, in regardless of what we saw on game day, he believed in what uh, AR was as a passer because he kept doing it, and we was a little mm-hmm. confused. Um, paid off this game because we couldn't run the ball uh, between the tackles, shout out to that hey. run, run the damn. Yeah, ball. this is this is your quick reminder. If you're following us on YouTube or uh, listening, go visit stadiumandgale.com/slash shop, and we have two run the damn ball shirts. We have the run the damn ball, and then the run DMC run TDB shirt. So available for you, very inexpensive. Let's run the damn ball. Anyway, Nick, back to you. Um, I, I thought I thought that was um. I thought that was not even aggressive, um, but I thought it made sense. If you're going to use your offense to, to, to play defense, like Tennessee, there's, it's an Indy car. There's no slowing them down. Um, and year two in Hypo's offense, they are conditioned to the point where they can do that. Even those big offensive linemen like Gerald Mincy uh, is running up and down. Um, my, my guy was jacked up to play Florida. It's just in Florida's face the whole time. Um, yeah, my favorite part is when he tackled um, Brent Cox a few times, but that's a different subject. Yeah, but uh, no, not, that's not holding. That's just tackling. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I will. I will say this: the, the <laughs> refs, you know, you can blame a lot on we're the refs for this game, but I will lot, say man. that they were terrible on both sides of the ball. Um, Referee so quality is is definitely on the decline. Like from a, a, a like a pace of game standpoint, when they call into some of these. Uh, reviews and some of these timeouts that they're doing themselves. I'm like, yo, they, they just killed the whole pace. I understood Billy. We'll talk about that later with Billy getting upset. But I think refereeing quality is, is definitely on the decline. This shit gets worse mm-hmm. every week. And it's across the NCAA, not just yeah. on our games. I think it's it's been a bad product. But anyway, Nick, go ahead. I think Billy showed you right away what the night was going to be, what the day was going to be. Um, first drive, go for it on fourth down. Second drive, a lot of first, people are upset. First play was an RPO pass. Like he, yeah. uh, he threw it right out, right out the gate. He hit it short. Bro, and, and AR ripped that ball. I mean, that's a that's yeah. a not not like an NFL tight spot, but that's a tight spot to fit that ball into uh, between two defenders over a linebacker between two defenders. He ripped that. Um, it uh, he showed you right away. He was gonna he was gonna gamble. Went for it on fourth down, got it, and then you're in field goal range. You have the opportunity to take three points. Um, quiet the crowd a little bit. The crowd was fantastic. It was a great environment in, in Neyland Stadium. Um, I've been witness to some awesome, awesome crowds and stadiums this year. That, I that's thought we handled cool. it pretty good too, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then you go for the second one. Do you take the points? I think right then and there you saw um, that he was going to be aggressive. Florida went for it six times. I couldn't find the last time Florida went for it six times. I like um, it, man. I don't know if we ever have. That would be a a very unique circumstance. The last time Florida completed uh, or went for it five times was uh, against Tennessee, actually. Um, And they went four for five, I think. So Florida goes 
five for six, uh, convert their last four. But I think he showed you right away, like, hey, we're going to be aggressive. Um, and despite how down we have been uh, as a podcast, as individuals, mm-hmm. as fans have been on play calling and stuff like that, I think that aggressiveness shows just the, the level of trust that Billy has in his game plan and his players to execute it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a ton of issues with the game planning from uh, from Saturday. There's obviously some execution things that uh, could have gone a little bit better. Uh, obviously, Florida struggled to run the ball the same way that they did. Our offensive line, I think, struggled a bit when it came to uh, opening holes uh, and giving players the opportunity or giving running backs the opportunity to move the ball. But I was pretty pleased, especially after the last few weeks, uh, from a game planning perspective, that uh, that Florida had a pretty good game plan put together. And, and unfortunately, you just leave a couple things right on the first drive. You convert the first fourth down. Uh, you don't go and get the points, and you miss the second one, and you leave uh, down. You have the unfortunate turnover by Anthony. Richardson on the fumble uh, where you lose points and you're in an opportunity. But I do think that Florida had an opportunity to win this game uh, from the offensive side of the ball. It was just the defensive part that uh, that really hindered them. And, and one of the things that I do want to talk about as well is we've got to stop returning the football. We are atrocious at returning kicks. Oh, get somebody uh, back there that can actually return it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care if you got uh, ETN or one of the backs, you're not getting enough carries back there. And they take a gamble coming out of the end zone, but number three trotting out of there <laughs> at, a, at a light stride is yeah. driving me up the wall, bro. As soon, uh, he, as soon as he leaves the end zone, I'm like, oh shit, every time. But it's not even that. It's like you're not disciplined enough to not hold, to not block in the back, to not right. get a penalty. So even if you are returning the ball to the 25, you're doing something stupid. One of the other 10 guys doing something stupid that's setting you back 10 yards, did, 15 yards. Did I did I see that we've had three penalties on kickoffs this year? I think four, three might four. be right, but I think four. I guess three. Um, if you're big into advanced analytics, um, they have Florida losing almost four points um, in the game in expected points added. They were minus 3.9. Um, special teams as a whole was, was minus 6.43. So that's a touchdown, um, you know, not converting on field or not kicking field goals on um, you're not being able to flip the field as much on on punting. Obviously, Tennessee didn't punt the entire game, and then um, kickoff return uh, nearly four points. So, if you're a big analytics and stats person, uh, like Billy Napier says that he is, um, you know, almost a full touchdown on on just bad special teams. That Bro, game changers. They literally put a rule in that you could fair catch a kickoff to discourage you from running the ball back. Yeah, just throw your damn hand up in the air and catch the ball. Start at the twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I mean, uh, Brandon James ain't coming out of the locker room. So, so you don't need Brandon James. You just need somebody with, that, with, with like a burst pause. Uh, just, a, just a, a nice, just kick out of the end zone, bro. I just think number three shouldn't be back there returning kicks, man. No, nothing to him. He's just being asked to do things. I don't think is in his skill set, whether it's running a jet sweep or doing. Uh, kickoff returns get them off of that stuff man yeah uh, also also think we got the fourth down i think our third down plays need play calling needs to be better man some of the third mm-hmm. down play calling left left me scratching my head man um and i think we call better third downs we could, we, could, we could prevent from taking the risk on fourth downs um because that could come it is a gamble but what we're winning on a little bit here but uh it's a gamble so call better third down plays man some of the third down plays was egregious and i thought we should have ran on the edge more but um Overall, game plan was solid. Um, we, we we needed to protect the ball better, but another coaching decision was uh, coming down to halftime, right, with the uh, timeout when we had mm-hmm. them pinned. 
it, uh, that's an aggressive call. Um, I like it. it. It's aggressive because Tennessee has three timeouts, but they're backed up in their own end zone. A minute 43 um, on the clock. If Brenton Cox comes up with that sack, I mean, he had Hooker dead to rights. So, I mean, give Ken Hooker credit. That's that, that's a really good football player. He was elusive. Um, made made something out of nothing a lot last Saturday. But if Brenton Cox gets that sack, you're Gucci. You're getting mm-hmm. the ball back. You you have you 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 should you should put or, three points on the board at minimum. Or I mean, uh, uh, we're not mad at. It. I mean, he he got to make that sack, but he comes in. Um, all out of whack, didn't, didn't keep his feet or anything like that. Just came out of control. Uh, so Henry Hooker breaks the pocket um, slightly to his left, and he finds a guy. I mean, trading gets beat on the third and 10, um, gets up and points at, at whoever's behind him, I think it was Shamar James or somebody like that. But right there at that moment, you got two seniors with the opportunity to, to give us a back the ball with a minute 43. Where they're punting from, we get the ball back at midfield. Uh, one of these guys got to make a play. Yep. I love the call being high. Like it's third and ten. We got two timeouts. We can go get some more points. We're up four on the road. Let's stop them and possibly go get another seven and go up eleven and a half. You know, I like that gamble. You got to make that gamble, especially in that type of game. Um, if we didn't come with a good pass game, we could have got blown out. If if, yeah. if if AR wasn't on point in this game, it would have got ugly. Hey, hey, listen, I said it on Twitter Saturday night. If your team scared money, don't make money. Don't cry when brave money loses some. Like Billy Napier mm, showed you, like this, is, this is him. This is him. He's he's going to be, he's going to take some shots. Um, they've got you know a gang of nerds uh, that that are all into analytics and stuff. But at, at, at his are heart, they working? He's going, with, what, are the nerds taking like restroom breaks, bro, doing special team no. shit? Like, yes. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, no, they must be. They must like, be. They must be. They're 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 in the they're going to get hot dogs at the stadium. <laughs> gotta um, be, but like that that's it like he's going to be aggressive like that and that's i think it goes back to one him being aggressive but two also if he didn't trust his players he's putting trust into his players and at some point you know maybe at some point in this season you're saying listen you, you've burned me seven times uh we mm-hmm. now now we're not going to be as aggressive anymore and, and we're taking those chances and those shots away from you um but right now he trusts his team and, and you see that in the way he's calling games and taking those shots. I didn't have any problem with the, with the, with the time out there. Also, shout out to Ventro Miller. Um, yes, indeed. Came my guy, football, man. this game is sponsored to you by Heart and Painkillers. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go through some things here from a stat perspective. Uh, Anthony Richardson obviously has a great game. Uh, throws 24 for 45 for 453 yards in the air. Uh, does get his first two passing touchdowns on the season. Uh, does have an interception at the very end of the game. Uh, but on top of that, he also – Say what? I said that's a wash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, not not something that, that truly right. should be counted. Uh, had 17 uh, rushing attempts for 62 yards. And two additional touchdowns. So um, it was the uh, the most total yards, most total offense uh, by a Florida quarterback against an SEC opponent in school history, um, and the third most total yards um, by a player in Florida history, uh, trailing only Tim Tebow in the Sugar Bowl. And I bet you cannot guess who has the most yards in Florida history in a single game. In a single game. Hmm. Can you give us a hint? 
Is Carlos Everest? No. No. No, no, no. You will uh, more way more recent than that. Way more recent than that. <laughs> way more recent than that. And uh it's all purpose or is it just uh all purpose? Solomon Patton is some weird shit. Emory Jones versus Samford 2020. Oh man. Oh yeah. Hmm. I thought you were talking, talking about the same situation. Uh <laughs> shout, SEC. Sh- shout out to Dan Mullen for making that game so close that your starting quarterback gets to break records against an FCS opponent. Shout out to Emory, man. He got a whole new. He, he's like the interim coach specialist, man. He got that. He should start a career of like counseling a quarterback. Yeah, he's about to be interim... what fourth or fifth head coach now. Who Emory? Just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Danny Mullen, Greg Knox, Herm Reed. So fourth. Yeah, Ventra. I mean, Ventra definitely saved us in that first half. I know we we're going over some stats, uh, right, Dan? I'm yeah. Sorry. Just no, 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 you're fine. Um, just going on the offensive side of the ball, and then we'll we'll definitely give uh, credit where credit is yeah. due on the defensive side of the ball, um, and then we definitely have some things that we need to talk about. But uh, just going over some more things, Gators do have 10 total drives, um, average almost 10 plays per drive on average, just under 66 yards per uh, per drive. So the offense was humming uh, throughout the game. Uh, a lot of explosive plays, definitely their most Hummer. explosive game this season. What? That's a humdinger. Hummer. Yeah. Um, we're bringing out the stats this week. Um, let's see. Uh, but again, offense, by far. That offensive stats? Yeah, we're, these we're, are by, by far the, the Gators' best um, offensive uh, performance of Offensive the line blocking uh, struggled big time, though. Richard Garage uh, burned the game film. Not a good day for Florida's left tackle. Um, but if we're giving flowers out, Dan, Justin Shorter, that this is – Give him more 50-50 balls. Man. I've been saying that. Yeah. When he gets the opportunity, he's been snagging them things out the air, bro. Yeah, Justin Shorter, seven catches on 10 targets, 155 yards. Uh, Ricky Pierce, all five catches on six targets uh, for 103 yards. And then you saw uh, Keon Zipper, three catches for 62 yards. Oh, he got bully ball, man. Shout out to Zip, man. Yep. Um, Overall, I mean, Trent Whittemore had a a decent game. Dante Zanders had a couple catches. Uh, Ty Bowman uh, got involved in the – I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I apologize. Ty Bowman. Sounds a little racist, but – No, it's Eminem. I understand where the chicky chicky comes from. I don't think that uh, anyway, uh, but overall, I mean, offensive side of the ball, move the ball really well. Probably the first time you saw some uh, chinks in the armor of the uh, Gators offensive line though. Um, Yeah, not, not a great game. I'm trying, I'm going to pull up the, uh, the PFF grades that I got. Um, I think if we're giving flowers, we need to, we need to give flowers to Justin shorter. Like that's the kind of game where, uh, I mean, I've been really critical and hard on uh, the Gators. Yeah, the, wide receiver room. Room, the wide receiver room is 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 definitely not an issue. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I don't know if it's shout shout out to Kerry Colbert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta give these guys some credit. So they playing. They playing okay. We we missing. It's not the usual uh, Florida talent at wide receiver. Let me correct some things. But um, when I call, when I watch the games, I don't think like that's the major issues. I think if we keep take care of the ball. We'll be fine on offense. Uh, interior blocking and running between the tackle was the issue. I thought we should have ran more on the outside this game. Mm-hmm. Um, design runs with the quarterback on the edge are set up beautifully. Billy doing a thing was setting those up. 
Um, just got to make right decisions. AR decided to go against the grain at one point and fumbled the ball at a key moment in the game. But I thought uh, our outside runs was better this game and more should have been called. In between the tackles, we got to work. Uh, I don't know what it was this week, but this week we weren't able to pop off big runs between the tackle like in the past. Yeah. So looking at the grades for the offensive line, um, Kingsley Egricon, uh, according to PF PFF, had the best uh, the best game uh, from the offensive line. Then Richard Garage, then Osiris Torrance. It, it, according to them, Torrance's worst game of the year. He had previously been the best, the highest rated uh, interior offensive lineman in the country. I think he was the highest ranked offensive lineman. Period. Going into this game, I don't know if it was offensive, whole offensive line, or just offensive in, no. interior. I mean, because um, he's it, not either anymore. Yeah. Um, Austin Barber struggled a little bit uh, with a 58.6 grade. And then Ethan White was – of the 21 players that played on offense, Ethan White ranked 20th, uh, only ahead of Dante Zanders. So I'd, I'd have to – I, oh I mean, I'm going to put a big caveat on that, that I'd have to rewatch the game and watch that for that. I do think that PFF can struggle sometimes giving out grades um, and knowing what assignment football is. I thought that Austin Barber didn't play too bad. Um, I don't think that Richard Garage was your second best offensive lineman in that game either. Um, I think Rashard Torrance did, or Cyrus Torrance, pardon me, um, was probably a, a better um, blocker. But I, I think overall, like you said, Silk, I, I just don't think the scheme was there for them to be able to to move the ball. Uh, Tennessee had a plan every time the Florida uh, ran the football, and we didn't do much to uh, to accommodate a, a change in Tennessee's defensive front uh, to be able to move the ball because Florida only averaged 3.54 yards per carry, which is well below uh, what they were averaging uh, in the season leading up to this point. Right. But that, that power run on the edge, um, when he's, he's pulling a couple cats, just three, four guys, and, and like three guys in front of AR, I know they don't want to run him. They worried about his durability, but uh, that looks like something we, we probably uh, see more of from a quarterback if he was healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and the play calling was a little bit different um, this game. It had to be because Tennessee's a different team. Uh, so I, I got to see some flexibility in, in Billy changing up his philosophy from game to game. Um it's just still an ongoing thing, dog. We're trying to see if he, if we think he needs an OC. I know a lot of fans got opinions on that, but uh, I'm not mad at the play calling right now. So I'm no, no play calling is going to be perfect. We're always going to have some type of complaints, man, because it's we fit we fanatics and, and, and we cover all of this. But uh, from an overall standpoint, it could get more complex. But I don't know how how much my quarterback can handle right now. You know, um, he's developing them. It's going to be an up and down thing. Uh, we got to see AR play great. Not great, but he played. He showed us a lot of promise game one, and then two and three, he struggled um, to come back to go on the road to Tennessee, uh, the underdog role again. He embraces that role. I like that. Um, but it, it's developing a quarterback. It's going to be ups and downs. You can't bench a guy and bring in the backup who has like a lower ceiling um, and, and hamper his or hinder his uh, development. So I like the way Billy's handling this so far, man. Um, I didn't like the way Dan Mullen handled his development publicly or with the depth chart. So I do like the way Billy's handling it so far. Yeah. I'll say this. I, I don't – we are nowhere close to Billy hiring an OC. Um, I, I won't go as far as saying, you know, Dan Mullen won't fire John Hevesy, which turned out to be wrong. Um, but, like, <laughs> we're nowhere close. Like, you can keep screaming it. You can keep tweeting it. You can keep putting it on message boards. We're we're no not even like two years away if it's ever going to happen, which I don't think is going to happen. 
Um, Billy's going to call plays. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's chat a little bit more about that. Uh, but let's give a shout out to our friends over at home field apparel, visit them at homefieldapparel.com promo code stadium and Gale, all one word, get 15% off of your order hoodies for the fall and winter. A lot of Florida Gator stuff on there still what five more home games to go to and wear them to. So go visit alumni or right. whoa, 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 whoa. Um, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code stadium and Gale and get 15% off of your order. Also encourage you to visit alumni hub, but we'll talk about them here in a few minutes. Um, play, play calling as a whole, uh, Nick, I know that you mentioned about the offense coordinator, um, and about building confidence with Anthony Richardson. Um, Obviously, some some different changes we would have liked to see in running back. But uh, in terms of the game overall, what did you think? And then did you enjoy uh, the kind of the offensive performance that was put out? In my opinion, uh, this was an opportunity that Florida had to win this game. You you don't have a couple of those turnovers. You convert maybe on one of those fourth downs in their zone. Uh, Florida should be in prime position if you're scoring 33 points in an SEC game uh, to be able to win that game. But uh, any final thoughts on the offense? Um, yeah, um, I think the offense is bullying my guy, Jeremy Croshaw, um, only gets one opportunity to play in the game. Um, does exceptionally well pinning Tennessee at the one. I think my guy needs more shots, more opportunities. To um, no, I don't yeah. think so. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. It was right a hell there. of a punt though. Hell of a punt. It was a hell of a punt. Down to the one. He, he had a shank the week before that we didn't cover. Hey, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? Saying, what have you done saying. for me lately? Lately, I don't like to put my game in the hands of soccer players, fan. Lately, he's a rugby like player. Doing. First off, they don't. Play, it's not big soccer country. Also, fake, real fake football. Yeah, um, I thought it was a really good game. It started off weird, you know, turnover on downs, um, fumble, missed field goal, tipped. I don't know if it was tipped or just missed. Um, so starts off weird, but then you're going, I mean, just back and forth. Um, for the entire game, you know, it's 3 0, 3 7, 10 7, 14 10, 17 14. Um, Florida needs to get better. And I'm working, I haven't crunched all the numbers yet, but Florida needs to get better in the middle eight. There, this time, this was the first time Florida scored any points in the third quarter in a game this year. Um, right. And they've previously been outscored 24 to zero. So let's see, Tennessee scored. Florida only had five plays in the middle eight. That's a problem. Yeah, that, problem. That's, that's that's a problem. Florida has been really, really bad in the middle. Tennessee eight. had twenty-two of them. Well, you you get the long drive right before half, and then you get the ball back. Yeah, so that that'll do it. But the middle eight's been really a really big struggle for Florida. But if you're, and we don't have any non-fans listening, but if you're not a fan of either team, I think you would have enjoyed watching this game. It was just back and forth. Um, clearly, some bad blood between the players. Like this was college football at its best 100,000 people the teams didn't like each other the fans didn't like each other and it was a really good game that came down literally to the last second we should have beat them man um, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I thought we were we were uh we were prepared very well to go on the road and win this game I think Billy and the staff did a great job of putting his team in position uh the game plan they were right there you just got super senior making mistakes bro that's all it was. Blown yeah. coverages, man. Like no real effort, no real resistance to the end zone. Just guys that have been around the program forever, just blowing a big opportunity for these guys on the road. Um, that's what we saw. Like yeah. even from the third and ten, every every situation we're bringing up, 
these so-called gambles that, that they're doing, they all were in position to close out and make plays and win the game. But um, you just got guys that's just not making making those plays. And even when Zero got sat, I got to see young Kamari Wilson come in, come downhill, and actually smack somebody. I got to see my defense get a turnover and not blow an assignment and just give up 60, 70-yard plays. These are huge plays. You're not talking about giving up a 10, 15, 20-yarder. 60, 70, 80 yards of real estate on the roll is just you can't give up and win the game. And we just kept seeing the same mistakes of Trey Dean standing, standing in the backfield looking for God knows what because there's no running back coming out. There's no tight end. There's no underneath coverage. The guy he's supposed to be on is just shrieking down the field by himself. He said, uh, he said, uh, in some leaked screenshots uh, of DMs and texts, it seems like he <laughs> said that we were playing zone and it looked like 10 guys were playing man and Trey Dean was playing zone. No, he think we done. But I'm not in the room, so I don't know. No, you know. That was man. Not in the room. Man, everybody, everybody. Not in the room. I don't know. I, I ain't in the room. Shout out to Devin Moore. Devin Moore, um, most snaps he's played. I thought he played really well. He gave up one the, the one touchdown. But, I mean, that guy was like – he started on the hash. In, in Tennessee, I don't know if you guys noticed this, Heupel has they, – they create space. Like, their X receiver is, like, lined up a foot, two feet. Off of right. like the bound, like of the the sideline, like they're way wide, um, and he literally chased the guy all the way across the back of the end zone. But I thought Devin Moore uh, played the most snaps. He he leads the Gators freshman in snaps with sixty nine. Mm, very good. I wouldn't mind saying more. More 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 more. Pun intended. More more. One more. All right, um, Twenty four is not playing like like the worst cornerback football in the world or anything like that. Um, thought I would see more eight this week. Is everything okay with him in the club, or is he what, what's going on with eight? Um, uh, you know, despite what Billy said, I think fractures can turn into breaks. Um, you know, you, you can uh make a fracture worse. I think his hand is not going to get better, he's going to have to get surgery after the season. He's going to be in the club all year. Um, he made that decision, so shout out to Jalen Kimber. Jalen Kimber missed last year in the shoulder. I'm sorry, how many? He, he's uh, 11, 11 snaps. Um, but uh, I think his hand's going to get worse, and he's going to get surgery after the year. But he made the decision not to get surgery when he broke it the week before Utah because he wanted to play. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, I mean, that, that can't feel good. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the defense, but let's give a shout-out to Alumni Hall. Visit alumnihall.com or visit them on Archer Road. Uh, the best merchandise for men, women, children, and game day accessories. Nike, Jordan Brand, Peter Millar, uh, whatever suits your fancy. Again, alumnihall.com or Alumni Hall on Archer Road and visit their new expansion. Um, Nick, I want you to uh, – let's let's break the defense back into uh, kind of position groups. We'll, we'll go into secondary. We'll then go into linebackers, and we'll go into the defensive line. You mentioned Jalen Kimber. Uh, we talked about Devin Moore. Uh, I thought Jason Marshall had a, a decent game. But uh, you have to point to a lot of uh, blown coverages uh, by yeah. the Gator safety groups as to reasons why the Gators gave up so many big plays. Um, in terms of explosive plays – uh, about 10% of Tennessee's offense was considered an explosive play. Um, so ultimately, um, 
very tough to win when you're when you're giving up that those kind of plays. Uh, a average, averaged uh, 11.26 yards allowed for every time uh, that Malik Hooker dropped back and almost are just a hair over eight yards per play um, and succeeded on 60% of their offensive plays, which puts them in the 99th percentile of games played this season. Um, I mean, not, not a good performance from the defense, but like, I think Tennessee's going like just the way their offense is with Hendon hooker. Defense um, been all right, man. It's just, it's just like, they, ahead, man. I think, like, I think Tennessee's just going to get theirs on a lot, on a lot of defenses this year. Um, the style that they play with that quarterback, being the general leading it, um, they're going to get theirs on a lot of teams. Um, that's Emily Cooker. I would like I would, I would like to know what they're running back rush for. I understand he got off and he's a mobile quarterback. He did some things with his feet, but I thought I don't um, think the defense as a total whole played terrible. I know our linebackers got to we got to like I don't know if it's a youth movement there. What they going to do there? Um, Shamar James is showing a lot of promise. I'm not feeling great about school. I don't think he's playing terrible. I know development got to happen, right? Um, but I middle linebacker play for this season is got to like find some type of traction outside of Ventura Miller, right? Yeah, Jabari Small had 19 carries for 90 yards. Uh, one of those was a 39 yard run, um, and Jalen Wright had 10 carries for 25. Each of them scored a touchdown as well. Henry Hooker had a rushing touchdown too. Um, <clears throat> I, I like. Listen, first off, shout out to Ventura Miller. Um, you're playing on a fractured foot. You're making a decision. Hey, it's my sixth year. It's my last opportunity to go play Tennessee. Uh, I'll deal with whatever pain I have to deal with. He had to leave the game and go to the locker room. Um, after the play where he, I think there was like a missed tackle in the backfield and Hooker goes off and, and Miller came from the other hash all the way over, makes a tackle on the sideline. He was down for a while, went to the locker room, but is able to come back. I think it's almost a blessing in disguise. As much as Ventrell Miller is helping you, like Shamar James is working himself. And he, he's already got three starts. Um, he's working himself into a starting role by the end of the I year. I call him starting before uh, Tennessee, right? He will. He will he certainly. He will certainly be a starter next year, and you're getting valuable, valuable reps um, from him right now, and valuable experience. Like, like yeah, that. I think that you have three starters for next year already penciled in from the young freshman right now between Kamari Wilson, um, Shamar Moore. James, and Devin Moore. And I think all three of them are, are playing great ball. Um, when Trey Dean got sad, I don't remember. I think it was in the third quarter. Sad uh, or sat or both sat or he was sad. Actually, you know, I don't know if he was sad. Um, his attitude reflects probably otherwise, but uh, when he was put on the bench, um, Kamari Wilson, I thought came in and played really well. Uh, they didn't allow a, a score on that drive. Um, and he had some, and then they uh, bring some him, game-changing plays. And then they bring zero red back out. The they, they sure did. Yep. Yeah. And, and the offense coordinator said, Barbecue chicken alert. <laughs> barbecue chicken alert. Barbecue chicken alert, man. And they, and they barbecued my man up again. Yeah, like you said, when they took they took zero out of the game. Kamari came in. He came down that downhill. And I haven't seen anybody run the alley around here since Keanu Neal left. And my man Kamari came down and, and showed some aggression. And like he wanted to be a, a SEC safety. Yeah. And he didn't take any photo snaps after the tackle, nothing. He didn't do no no type of uh, photo shoots, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Right no, back he didn't, uh, didn't make any uh, hand gestures. Uh, no, didn't no, let no. people know uh, where he was from. Bad for the NIL brands. Bad for the NIL brands. 
You got to promote yourself. <laughs> got to promote yourself on the field, Silk. Get That's all here. we're doing. Get out of here. We're going to chalk this up. We're going to chalk this loss up to an NIL deal gone wrong. I don't um, think he. T- I don't think he texted anybody about his play last night either. So shout out to that ooh. man. Give me five at safety. I just want to see the young boy. I want to see Devin Moore as well. You mean I've seen some flashes of these guys? Um, we got two strong safeties playing playing safety right now, and neither one of them is strong. So give me some young boys. Yeah, um, you know I don't like to harp on 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 individuals that are out there playing, risking their body. But uh, you know Florida's got to do something different. Um, it's just not working. Um, I don't know the alternative because you can argue, and this is Nick's favorite thing, is you. there's a reason that they're playing and not the person behind him. Uh, and maybe Kamari Wilson doesn't know the playbook as well. Maybe he still no, struggles no, with certain done things. That before. Uh, but done that. I, I'm, I'm just it, – it's been the same thing for the last four or five years, right? I, I just don't see any promise. I don't see – I see regression, um, and I just don't think it's because of bad coaching. Um, I think that Patrick Tony's a good coach. Um, I thought that their safeties coach last year, whose name's escaping me right now, um, obviously has a, a good background. Uh, but but we're we're struggling a lot at safety um, down the middle. Yep, all the way down the middle. Like and that's a bad place to be to be struggling defensively. If you're struggling at linebacker and safety, bro, what do you have? Yeah, yeah, you don't have anything. Um, and now that you can hang your hat on, man. Hendon Hooker is going to be one of the better quarterbacks that Florida plays this year. He may even be the best statistically. Uh, you still have Stetson Bennett. Uh, you still have um, FSU's quarterback, Jordan Travis. You have a few others that are going to sling the ball. I don't, Nick, I know the face. I don't think Jordan Travis is a Hendon Hooker or Stetson Bennett type quarterback, but you still are going to have a quarterback that's going to want to sling the ball and, and having zero back there with, with 22 or Whoever else is back there is just a, a recipe like, for for failure. Not, right I want to make no excuses for our quarterbacks, but we, I mean, our defense, but we have played nice, a uh, nice little uh, outside of yeah. USF quarterbacks. We've played some uh, pretty good quarterbacks in this first. Oh, four. Jerry, Jerry, don't sleep on Jerry Bohannon. He's he's a nice quarterback too. They used him well. He ran, he ran, he ran all over Florida. Yeah, um, he had a must be in his Super Bowl because he laid an egg versus Louisville Saturday. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, Billy Napier said that was a really good football team who executes the ball well. Uh, and well, then we're certainly and, 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 then, and then they were then they were promptly executed on the field the next week. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, tough. I tried to get a troll off saying that I thought USF would beat Louisville the next week after FSU struggled with Louisville and Florida struggled. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough that scene wrong. there for you, Dan. I was wrong, but I just uh, I just ignored it in the group chat and kept it moving. That's how you guys <laughs> do it. Yep. We have no comment at this time and we're moving. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't even give a comment. We just said we didn't give a no no comment comment. We just we just kept it moving. Uh, Florida has played what? Uh number seven, number eleven at the time, and what was Kentucky twenty? So three of their first four games been against top twenty opponents. Um it's not it has not been an easy, easy road. And uh I think, though, if we're being honest with ourselves, if you're looking at two and two in September, that's not too far off from what I thought they'd be. Ah, uh, you, you, you think they should be seventeen should, though? And no, I'm NFL. just being real. Like I'm just like hindsight no, twenty twenty. We're looking at these games, man. Uh, if Emory, I mean, it's the ups and downs, right? I just want to like just be realistic with everybody. Like, look back on this, and we could very well be four and zero. Oh, we could be one and three as well. If you look at the Utah mm-hmm. game, depends on how you look at. Well, this, I mean, right? we could be zero and four, right? 
Um, right. You could be you're, a t- you're a touchdown away from Utah right. scoring at the end of the game, and you're not scoring a touchdown on your final drive against USF right. from being 0-4. But, again, you're also – close to being four now um, these games two. are decided in the margins and you know florida has two losses for what 14 total points 15 total points on on against two ranked teams so you, you have to imagine if florida can get this win off against eastern washington you know the, missouri doesn't look all that good vanderbilt doesn't look all that good um south carolina definitely doesn't look like the team you know a lot of people thought that that maybe that georgia game is you know, maybe your your only sure loss left because Texas A&M doesn't look nearly as good as you know people thought that they might look too. Now there's still a long season ahead, um, you know. But Florida, I think, has shown some some poison moxie to be able to put it all together. But they still have yet to outside of that U.S. or that Utah game to really put a complete game together on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that was going to be my thing. I think. Uh... Like I said, we could very well be four. And I don't think I think the two to two the two games between uh, Kentucky and USF. We won't. I don't think we'll ever see Emory. Uh, not Emory. We'll never see Anthony uh, Richardson play that bad again. No, it, it seems like it was just weird vibes, and it was just that, I think, that mental part of the game. Something he had to shake. But I thought I think going to that way to Tennessee helped him get some pressure off his back of the home crowd and get him to that underdog vibe again. But um, I don't think he'll ever play that bad again this year. If he if he plays to the average or, or, or to his floor, I think we win those games. He played well below his floor both of those games, in my opinion. If he That's plays what I was gonna say. And take care of the ball. We're four and zero right now. That's not USF is not his floor. That's an outlier. Um, you'll right. never see him look like that again. Um, there was one play, the play where he fumbled. Um, Damn, that's a bad read. Um, I went back and I was watching yeah. the game. I was watching the game this morning, um, and Florida's got. Five on three blocking and Bruh, just takes that, it outside. That play they got set up like that, that shit that was, was ready to go with him, man. That was ready. That that was that could have been six. Um, he tries, he tried to do make something out of nothing when Walt instead of waiting for that play to develop, turns up field and there's three cream school shirts right there. Um, just trying to do too much, but um we need to get back to the defense. We we keep we're bouncing around. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we actually got on the record for a little bit there. Yeah, hey, hey, those are bars. I think that you dropped 40 bars there on AR. Um, So let's get into uh, linebacker. I know we talked about it briefly, Shamar James. Oh, we talked a little bit about Ventral Miller. Um, Still not a a great unit top to bottom. Um, But what were your thoughts in the game on Saturday? I, I really like Shamar James. I think yeah. he took uh, 33 snaps, um, which is the most that he's played, um, including got the start. Scoob really Love didn't it. play much, only had seven snaps in the game. Um, I think he was dealing with uh, a little illness um, throughout the week, but I have no problem with six being on the field at any time. I think not only is he making plays, he's going to make some mistakes, and, and you might get mad at him for, for a mistake or a blown coverage or a misassignment. Um but I, I'm never mad at, at him being on the field because he's one making plays, got his first tackle for loss, um, and I think sack in this game as well. Um, never mad at seeing him on the field in this game, and he's only going to get better for the experiences he's going through right now. I'm good with him. Um, was a tough game for Amari Bernie. <clears throat> Don't think he played particularly well. Hmm. I am still continually impressed with his uh, chase down speed. Like, guy can run. I'm not impressed, impressed by people that's 
always chasing something. You know I mean? <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it's good that he's chasing, but when he's catching running backs 30 yards down the field because somebody else blew yeah, it. Put him on the kickoff team. Put him on the kickoff. Let him return kicks. I don't even mind doing that than playing my linebacker position right now. You're, you're doing a position swap. You might have more burst than him, though. Well, we do have a super track question, and we'll get to that in a second, John. Um, but Kevin Valdez asked, are you surprised that Wingo and Black have not played mm. much? Uh, certainly, we do want to give Dewan Black a shout-out for uh, the, yeah. uh, re- the recovery of the onside kick. Uh, late in the game. I, I still don't like the rule, not just because it affected Florida. I don't like the rule that you can't advance Dance. an onside kick. I think that that's silly, just like you can't advance a muff punt. I think that that rule is silly too. Uh, but overall, shout out to him. Uh, great, uh, great play there. But um, Nick, are you surprised? Bro, or Silk, are you surprised? He 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 was straight Jordan logo. Like, yeah. like full extension, one arm out, just palms of football. Um, I'm not surprised. I don't think Dewan Black is a middle linebacker. I don't think you're using him and his skill set correctly by putting him at middle linebacker. Um, and he's also a kid who's been – who has played cornerback, nickelback, safety, uh, edge rusher, outside linebacker, and now middle linebacker. Like, let him just – and they're letting him just play one position. He, he moved to middle linebacker in, in the spring, but I don't think that's where he should be playing. So, no, I'm not surprised he's not playing there. Um, and, and Derek Wingo uh, – I, I don't I don't know I don't get it he I mean he 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 wasn't a linebacker in high school he he was basically an edge rusher uh, and then you move him here and now he's playing middle linebacker um, I'm no inside information here but I'm sure he cannot be happy with uh, the way his three years have played out um, or not played right. while the years have passed um, so might be a guy who. If the rest of the season goes this way, someone I'm definitely as a reporter looking at, okay, is he someone that's going to hit the portal? Yeah, certainly there's going to be an opportunity for him next year with Bernie and Miller graduating. But, you know, obviously you slide James into one of those slots. I would not be surprised if Florida goes out and gets to the transfer portal to try to get some linebacker help because they desperately need it. Um, but linebacker play is certainly still suspect. And while uh, Amari Bernie certainly has a couple of notable plays this year, there still seems to still be a, a large gap in um, you know the routine for him. Um, defensive line um, overall. Um, oh, super- Chris McClellan, my, my spirit animal. Yeah. Uh, shout out at number seven, bro. That's my yeah. spirit animal. So I was year. just going to mention him. Uh, weren't able to impact the game a ton. Um, a couple of missed sacks, a couple of over pursuits, but I will say that Chris McClellan uh, probably uh, was the standout of that defensive line this week. Big energy, bro. I like how he uh, plays. It's, it's hard to play a defensive tackle, especially in the SEC, right out the gate. Um, so when Nick started speaking about him in, in, in camp time, saying like he's probably next up in line behind, uh, well, number two in the depth chart, I was getting a little worried. But um, kid's holding his own, man, uh, proving to be a good get out of Oklahoma. On, on signing day, uh, but he's pushing shit around in the trenches, man. Like, like you, you're feeling his presence when he's in the game. Not a whole lot of snaps, but when he's in, he's making plays, man. I think he made back-to-back plays in this game that that were uh, big plays. Number seven um, is a good number for us this year. Yeah, big, big freshman vibes in the seven. Yeah, man. Um. Not much more I can say to add to that, Silk. Um, I, too, was like, ah, is he going to be ready enough? Um, 
but I think you're just going to see him continue to get better. Um, he's going to be a dude for Florida. I'm not sure which coach we get credit we get credit for that, but whoever, whichever coach uh, was the lead recruiter on on Chris. Yeah, I mean, because he committed to Florida when Florida didn't have a coaching staff. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, said uh, we asked him about that, and he said committed to the school, not a coaching staff. Right, and I was a little nervous because I know Nick Evers had went to Oklahoma and it came down to us in Oklahoma. So, yep. um, kids is late. That we always tell kids or, or speak about kids should choose the program and the school and not the coaches. Coach, uh, co- school's gonna be around a lot longer than the coaches are for sure, and that's what Chris did, man. But great game from him in the trenches. Um, mm-hmm. If he can continue to pick up, I want to see Gravon. Uh, just I know he's taking on a lot, a lot of double teams and all that, but I still think the way he's lining up is a little weird. I think he's off the ball a little bit more than I would like. Um, It's just a few things I'm not liking about just – and that's fine. It's all developmental purposes. But I think if these guys were thinking about going to the draft, um, I think most of these guys will be rethinking. I don't know if they're financial situations, but I think NIL-wise and just seeing how he's playing this fall, Anthony Richardson's playing this fall, I think next year is going to be different vibes. I think we could be setting ourselves up and developing ourselves up for a run maybe next year. But this year right now I think is a youth movement, Let's get these boys in, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you spoke about Shamar James and his reps. I, I knew DeWan Black and, and, and Wingo went natural linebackers. We spoke about this in the offseason. You said Shamar James is going to get reps just because he's a he's a natural linebacker and he plays with a different type of energy than a defensive back or or or, or, or edge rusher. You're trying to make a middle linebacker. It's just hard to teach that mentality. So I thought Shamar was going to jump these guys regardless. And I think you're going to see some more of that if they just uh, get the NFL. Because I don't care what nobody say. Billy is still thinking about trading his NFL career. Um, it's hard not to. You know, it's a, it's a lot of money on the table. It's more than just coaching and business. These guys, they know these guys personality. I know you want to play the absolute best players, but I'm pretty sure they got his his pro prospects in mind. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, sorry, while you were talking, I was just looking up some of the um, the true freshmen that that played, especially on the uh, defensive line. Um, Tyreek Sapp, I thought, had a pretty good game. There was a couple plays that he was very uh, Justice Boone was really good. Disruptive. Yeah, disruptive. Um, Jalen Lee uh, played a little bit. Uh, Scooby Williams uh, played a little bit. I know we're going over defensive line. Um, Chris McClellan, 18 snaps, like you said, Nick. Um, and then a the young guy, Justice Boone, uh, not a freshman, but uh, you know he had 33 snaps. So I think when you look at this defensive line, you're seeing a lot of the disruptive players uh, being younger guys that should be here for for quite some time. Um, you know, again, Brenton Cox, I think that he's having a better overall year than maybe he's had before, but I still think he's very much a, a one trick pony, kind of still struggling mm-hmm. with the over pursuit, and you know, probably the biggest thing that I, I still see him struggling with is contain. Uh, There's a number of plays where he had the opportunity for a tackle or a, a sack or you know a tackle for loss and and just missed it uh due to a lack of contain and um you know even if it's not that the biggest tackle or the biggest sack you know limiting them to two or three yards is a hell of a lot better uh you know than than allowing them to get eight or nine yards and uh that's still the biggest thing that i'm seeing out of brent cox what are you hearing from uh lord summer raw are we are we nick are you shocked by the lack of of his name and reps 
being called. No, no, I think no. Antoine Powell earned that. I mean, listen, uh, Antoine Powell looked really bad in coverage. Um, in the oh one my time god, don't ever send oh, coverage. Whoever just like, whoever decided to send fifty two in coverage need to do up downs. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> you, you got Patrick Tony doing up downs. Yeah, you got to do barrel. I got I got Patrick Tony doing barrel rolls. You know, two lengths <laughs> of the football field. Um, I I think I think that's just more scheme on Tennessee's part than um, than than you know you're you if you've seen Antoine Powell, you know that you're not trying to get him in coverage. I think Tennessee schemed it to get whoever was playing Jack. I think Antoine had been in the game for a couple uh, a couple plays at that point. He was schemed into coverage. He's that's not where he needs to be. Um, other than that, he is. Out, he outplayed Summerall, him and Cox outplayed Summerall in the spring and in the fall. So I thought that was the depth chart, one, two, three there. And Brenton Cox is playing an unbelievable amount of snaps. So, like, you're not even getting much opportunity for those other guys at that position. And then when you're getting to third and longs, you're going with Tyreek Sapp playing inside. So you're, you're getting an extra end instead of a jack in there. So, no, I'm not surprised with Lloyd. Um, I Again, it's only only four games in. He was already in the transfer portal. I think there will be more opportunities for him next year. He I, has transformed his body. He doesn't look like a small forward anymore. He looks like a football player. Um, but I'm not overly surprised that that, that he's not getting the you know yeah, reps zero, on defense right now. Yeah, zero reps on defense. Yeah, but playing playing ton of special teams. Playing eleven snaps on special teams. There were only 11 snaps on special teams. Playing, uh, Chief Porter said 14, so uh, I'm not sure what's right oh, or wrong. Oh, uh, he's not in your uh, article or you on the podcast, but <laughs> just me in general. Yeah, um, just you in general. You're, you're muted, so it was for a good reason. I'm glad I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> Save uh, yourself for sure. Sap, please. Tay Douglas, a uh, couple questions here. Is, is Gervon and Jason Marshall overrated or young and still developing? Um, you think Jason Marshall's playing bad football? That bomb he gave up, bro, you tip your cap. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Nice, nice They're going to replay it. <laughs> the catch was unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. Hooker is, is number four in Heisman odds right now. And Sometimes football players just make football plays, right? Dan, um, Dan, we 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 uh, we eighty six to the Heisman talk. Uh, <laughs> the Heisman. Uh, uh, Dan put uh, that, that, that that curse on it, man. So I like Dan bringing it up for uh, there you go. back. Yeah. So I yeah. know uh, I think that, that Jason Marshall's playing uh, very good. I, I think he's playing good football. Um, and then Gervon Dexter. It's tough for a defensive lineman um, to truly. I, I don't know if he's impactful as many people thought, but I also think it's tough to, to grade somebody in a vacuum if they're being double and triple teamed, the impact that they make. There's very few huge impact players. You know, Ndamukin Sue is one of them uh, that's going to be able to, to break off all of those. So I don't think that Gervon Dexter is, is overrated. Um, I just don't know if he's maybe as impactful as, as people thought that he would be. I would say this. I think pro scouts is going to um sorry. Pro scouts is gonna to want to see him face double teams better, right? Just because you do it in Kyle, don't mean you're not gonna face double teams in the league. Uh, I think when he faces double teams, he, I mean linebackers technically should feel better and do their job, but I think he can handle those double teams better. He just gotta work on some things. I think right now 21 is handling double teams better when he get them. 
Yeah. Uh, he's a bigger body. He does things different. Two different defensive tackles, but that's what I'm seeing for Gravon. He's getting a lot of attention as he should as a form a five star guy. He has the yeah. ability. So the offensive lines are gonna key around him, especially with the run game, and he's just gotta put more shit in his repertoire to be able to mm-hmm. deal with double team, especially when trying to go to the pro level. I like the French you put on that. Yeah, so. say, it, say it again. Repertoire. Repertoire. Mm. Mm. My guy's in Paris. I'm listening to the audio book, and, and that's how the guy on there says repertoire. No, no, you're not saying No, I like it. No, no. Je parle français. I like it. I can't do all that. I like it, Dan. I mean, Dan. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's the whole stay. bag. Dan, right Dan's in his home bag. Um, I I think Gerv is, is is probably dealing with some stuff also uh, physically. Also, um, you're getting double teamed and triple teamed. I think 21, like you said, I think Desmond Watson is handling that well. I just don't think – I think he is handling it well, but he's not disengaging enough. Like there's too many times where like he's handling his double team – and you like to see him disengage because he's yeah. big enough that if he gets just an arm on a running back, you can stop right. him. And I'm just not seeing the lateral quickness enough from Dez. Um, he keeps losing weight. That's good. Like I said, I want to see him what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, Dez 350 is pounds, yeah. 380 pounds. Um, but the, the lateral quickness for him to disengage and get into the hole to affect a run, I think you're doing your job initially, but yeah. you can you can do better to, to finish it or to affect the play a little bit more. So I think he's <clears> playing well. But there's there's room for improvement. Yeah, no, Nick, you you said what I was going to say. I think that uh, that Big Daz is is a great north south um, disruptor and east west disruptor um, is where somebody else has an opportunity to make an impact or or make a move on that uh, that player that player. And unfortunately, you just can't ask a ton out of Daz um, right now right. to do a lot of that. Certainly, you know, with some off season, you know. Strength and conditioning, maybe next season we can expect that out of him. But I think so far, um, no, what you're expect. asking out of Dez is, uh, I expect you know, that the vibe on the off season, man. Then come in, do his I thing, get in shape on the ball. This so. off season too, but you know, he's a little vibe. too much jerky in his diet. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I expect. Damn it, Spence. Yeah, you can't. It's you easy to blame Spence. Let's see. Um, Sap plays out of position too much. 9, 7, 21, and 92 should be able to handle the interior. Uh, I'd have to watch uh, a little bit more. Um, uh, Jalen Lee's not playing well. Yeah, I don't think that Jalen Lee is being I don't know why 92 is being thrown into that mix. Jalen Lee's not playing good football right now. Mm. Oh, there you go. Tay Douglas. Shoot Hans, your, Hans shoot your hate to negative opportunities. I mean that's I mean, it's, that's it's why seven is an opportunity because you know it's, like that's that's uh, Chris McClendon is playing as much as he is because because Jalen Lee's not getting it done. Yeah. Any other final thoughts on defense before we get into the game on Saturday? Do I have more thoughts on defense? potential game or on special teams or anything else in the game? Uh, this one was uh, you know. Uh, I look Man. at it. Tennessee was favored by ten and a half for a reason. Tennessee probably was the more talented team on Saturday. Um, they probably should have won. If you play that game 10 times, they're going to win that game more times than not. Florida put themselves in an opportunity to win a couple of costly mistakes. Nick, this is something uh, we were going to talk about it before. Uh, let's do a quick ad read before we get there, though. Uh, visit our friend domehats.com if you are looking for some of the best hat wear on the market, whether it's some traditional Ike Riedel, 
in Quez hats or maybe a Mr. Two Bits hat or a Rex Scott Robbed hat, or maybe it's a hat from your favorite downtown or midtown bar in Gainesville. Check out domehats.com. Visit Stadium Gale or visit domehats.com. Use promo code Stadium Gale and get 15% off of your order. Great products. The Stadium and Gale hats were from Dome Hats. Um, they also do um, personal printing for yourself or your business needs as well. Uh, Nick, I know we touched on it briefly. Um, do want to talk a little bit about going for two um, during the game um, and about Billy Napier. I heard his press conference today and he dived into it a little bit more. Um, but uh, if you want to go over that and then Silk, I want to get your thoughts on going for two as well. Get, get Silks. I gotta, I gotta put my, my story up. I put my computer. I'm not away. the greatest. I'm not the greatest with math and all of that. Right. But yeah, I do like it. Yeah, I like his, 100% I like his, analytical choice. I like his analytical breakdown of it, of of how he increases opportunities and help him choose uh, his track better. I think he said, um, yes, in the wording. So I'm not, I'm not mad at the twos. I'm not mad at any of the analytical de- decisions that they're making because I get that's how they're gonna operate. We'll see yep. if the risk pays off. You're gonna like pull your hair out trying to um, mm-hmm. scream, "Hey, don't go for fourth down." If they going for it on fourth, I mean the nerd said. Yeah, we're better off going for it on fourth here. Uh, it don't change the odds of us winning and losing the game. Let's go for it here. I mean, let's see what the computer says and does. I think that kept us in the game a little bit with some of that philosophy. Um, so I'm not, I'm not mad at it, man. Yeah, you uh, can't I, I like be mad when they, when they convert on fourth down, when they go for it, when you're a little surprised, and then also be mad that they didn't get it when they could right. go for two, right? I mean, we oh, had this discussion on a completely different sport, same topic with Todd Golden, right? Yeah. And I forgot who uh, we were talking to at the time after Todd Golden got hired was, hey, you're going to have to live with the decision-making and that a lot of this is going to be analytics-driven and sometimes that's going to drive you mad. And a lot of times, hopefully, for their case, it's going to work out. But Nick, go ahead. Listen, uh, this is just a small sample. If you're mad at, at the analytics that Billy's using, you're going to hate the Florida basketball program. So like that's, that's what the program is based around. That's kind of where sports in general are going. Um, I mean, baseball, um, I was a late adopter to like the analytics stuff. Um, you know, I, I didn't need to know what a pitcher's spin rate was to tell you if he was a good pitcher or not. Um, but that's what sports are going towards now. Um, I wrote about it Saturday night, uh, about the analytics of it. Uh, I used a chart from five thirty eight. uh, how to decide when to go for two, uh, and then Billy broke it down even more today. Um, it was a completely analytic decision, and basically, um, you're gonna you're gonna have to go for two. So going for two the first time, it, the entire decision is based around winning in regulation. It's not we don't think we're gonna, we don't think we can win in overtime. It's we're trying to win the game in regulation on the road. If you go for two the first time and you get it, well, now you still have to score another touchdown, and a field goal wins the game for you in, in regulation. If you don't get it the first time, okay, well, now we have to go for it again. I think college teams, uh, the success rate on two-point conversions is like 43%. You think if we have two shots at that, we're good to go. Uh, we're almost we're almost, almost guaranteed to get one of the two. You have a very good percentage chance of getting converting one of two two-point conversions. If you miss the first one, you have to go for it uh, the second time anyway, and you think your chances are good, and then a field goal gets you to overtime. So that's the decision-making process. Those are the analytics that, that go into it. Um, Billy was reviews all of that during the week and all the way up to, you know, the, the bus to the stadium. Um, 
they have guys like Ashpira uh, on the sideline, other guys that are literally going through what is happening in the game, what are the current situations, what are potential situations, and they have this giant binder um, of of potential situations and then the percentages and what the data tells them. So the decision to go for two uh, when they scored that first touchdown in the fourth quarter was completely analytic driven. Um, and, and I'll have a story up written, written about it more in depth because Billy talked for like two minutes about it um, today. So that's the decision. And uh, I was sitting there and on the field in the end zone thinking, what are you doing? Just keep the field goal. Um, but when you look at the analytics and listen, I'm, I'm a journalist because the it was the least amount of math math requirements in college. Um, so that stuff's over my head. Um, took me longer to write my story on Saturday trying to figure it out. I love football, man. I ain't a lot to I y'all. I'm a hey. fan of analytics and sports. I just think you got to have because uh, everybody's gonna have nerds. You know, like every team is gonna have these analytical people. Nick Saban got them. Every staff has these guys, but. On the guys that have a feel for the game, still going to be able to make those changes in the moment and build mm-hmm. build programs and culture. All that still matters. Um, but the nerd stuff in football, I love it. I'm not mad at him going for two. Um, I thought the game was out of reach at, at a certain little moment there, late third, early fourth. And I was just yeah. like, man, here we go again. Uh, hopefully these boys don't just fold. That's another thing, too, from that standpoint. They didn't mm-hmm. quit. You know what I'm saying? Even with going into this game, I was like just entirely, not just during the game at some point or if we get close or if they get down two scores. I was wondering if they quit before they even got there, to be real with you, man. Just from um, watching the USF game, ten the vibes of just the body language of AR at a couple – some of these games, it's like, man, hope these guys are still dialed in, still like focused on the bigger picture and the vision of the entire program, the season, all that, and see them going into the Tennessee – um, the way they held up and the way they did things, man, I thought these guys showed some pride. Um, we, we got an L coming out of there, but from a program standpoint, I've seen them guys grow up a lot. But analytics, I was saying all that to say this, the analytics kept us in in that game a little bit, um, yeah. some of the stuff they were doing. And some big throws by AR. I do want to give my guy my flowers because he, mm-hmm. he he caught a lot of heat, man. He got a lot of praise that first game, but then he caught a lot of heat these last two, man. Guy made big throw after big throw after big throw. He missed some easy checkdowns. He ain't played perfect. He still got a lot to work on, but my guy made big throw after big throw after big throw. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He's not looking to just escape and run like he Michael Vick. He's looking to make passes. He's still a pass first quarterback. Like, these 500 yards, only 62 of them was rushing. Mm-hmm. Like as, as great of an athlete he is, he's a pass first quarterback, man. So I'm, I'm proud of the way the kid played in front of 100,000. I just hope he keeps getting better, yeah. man. Now that's going to probably be the toughest crowd that that he plays in all, all season. You know, you could probably look at Texas A&M to be another tough one. Um, you know, obviously, you know, has a good game against Utah and then, you know, two rough games against Kentucky and, uh, and South Florida. A lot of people, you know, were asking about Jalen Kitna. They were asking about the walk-on. They were asking when Jack Miller was going to come people in and play. Bro. Right, A lot of questions about uh, Anthony Richardson. Uh, kid came in, slang the ball well, you know, limited, you know, limited errors you know he's still in his fifth game starting as a, as a quarterback so he's still going to make some mistakes and you can hope that he gets better from here i'm um, sure the turnover is costly but this game is not on anthony richardson florida was in this game uh because of anthony richardson they couldn't move the ball no any other way so definitely want to give him uh his flowers like you said uh so there was a question that we had earlier from john wilcox uh kind of related to quarterback unrelated just in general uh nate wants to develop um Depth of experience, any inside hell he would develop QB2 the way that they are playing. I think he want, probably wants to develop QB2 in practice. 
um, <laughs> more sure. than anything. Um, but what's the the status on Jack Miller, Nick? And then, um, you know, I, I don't know if the, the the answer to that question is any other different than um, as it of, happen. As of last week, Jack Miller could uh, hold and like throw a youth football. So the injury you have, um, the avulsion fracture is in in your thumb. Um, it's going to affect how you can grip things. Um, if you have that kind of surgery and you're Jalen Kimber, you put a club on, you play. If you're Ventra Mill, you put a club on, you play. If you're a quarterback, uh, you have to grip a football and throw it. He has not uh, come back to practice yet. So um, I'll have probably have updates on, on our website later in the week, but didn't practice Sunday, um, isn't, isn't holding and throwing a college football yet. Um, Jalen Kitna is getting a ton of reps in practice. The way Florida practices, um, everyone gets a lot of reps. Uh, you, this, uh, sorry, hopefully Billy Napier's not listening to this, but these types of games, oh, if the is. game happens, these types of games um, are when you would like to get Jalen Kitna in. Like Anthony Richardson does not need to be playing probably with 10 minutes left in the third quarter against Eastern Washington. And you turn the reins over and let Jalen Kitna let Jalen Kitna spin it. Man, shout out to all them. Um, Who asked this question again? I forgot. Which one? The question we're answering. By John Appreciate Wilcox. Shout out to John Wilcox. Wilcox. Appreciate you, John. Appreciate, Appreciate the uh, super, super chat. Uh, my development is going like this in my mind, right? Um, I appreciate AR struggling early in the season to getting humbled. Because uh, if you'd have went crazy those two games, we'd probably be talking differently right now. But at this point in his in his season, I don't see him flipping the switch where he just leaves and go pro, right? I think he ends up coming back. So shout out to that. Um, and I would love to have him back. And then that'll be enough time for us to get lag lagway here from Texas, man. That's my uh, developmental plan. Uh, John Wilcox said AR threw balls away when there's nothing there. Yeah, thought hey, a good decision making. And then the fourth yeah, and two throw to shorter was bananas. Yeah, again, hard to fault anything that AR did. Boy, boy, the 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 Kahuna's man, the balls on Nate to call that call. Bro. man. Fourth and twenty-seven from your twenty. Or fourth, fourth, no, fourth, fourth and two from your twenty-seven. Ooh. You're like, you know what? We got one on one on the outside. Let's just throw a lob. I'm gonna tell you, he must not know this ain't Louisiana, boy. Cause boy, if he would have if he would have missed that right there, <laughs> mm. what? I don't care what the analytics say, boy. He, he had a for sale sign in his yard. <laughs> I was gonna say that would it come would it come home would it come home from eight months on the job with a four with multiple for sale signs? Yes, sir. On the front line. Yes, sir. For go, sale sir. by owner. It's time to go, man. So shout out to the sale, balls on that. For man. sale by fan base. Can yeah, we, by fan base. Can we make those two? For we'll, sale by fan base. We'll pay the commission. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh my we're covering we're covering the closing costs. Don't worry about it, coach. All right, let's get into a buy or sell segment. But before we do that, um we've got a shout out to our friends at True Classic Tees. Visit them, trueclassictees.com, promo code SG25. You can make that super easy in your life by going to trueclassictees.com forward slash SG25. Get 25% off of your order. Get free shipping with that as well. Great workout, T-shirts, polos, T-shirts, whatever it might be. Great colors, great choices, whether you're the black, gray, white family or the light blue and pastels, whatever it might be, trueclassictees.com forward slash SG25. All right, buy or sell segment mm, from mm, episode mm. 196. That means we're just a couple away from episode 200. 
Um, so we'll have to do something big for that. Um, Silk, I don't think you want. I think we all got the exact same. Uh, buy or sell from Wright Brothers Sweep, which is a, an elite name for a podcast title. Uh, Gators cover 10.5. We all bought and we all got that correct. Uh, the Very Gators good. rush for over 200 yards. We all bought and, of course, the Gators did not rush for more than 200 yards. Uh, the next, Gators pass for 200-plus yards. We all sold that. We were all wrong again. Uh, obviously, the Gators um, do um, throw for, for far more than that. Hey, Billy, listening to this segment and hating on me, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ETN and Montreal Johnson get 60% of the rushes. Nick, you and Silk both sold that. You are both correct. I bought that, and I was incorrect. Uh, the Gators get one and a half sacks, and we all bought that, and they do not. Uh, so, uh, And then finally, Silk and Nick, you both said the Gators would win. I said the Gators would not, unfortunately, win. So I get that, and Negative you Dana. guys get um, nothing there. So um, we go two and four each wild wild that i'm the negative one and had all right. the same picks as silk last week it's about i just want to address man. i want to address about- the fake news media who's painting okay. me in this light Nick when i'm the same Trump. as silk no, bro. It's about consistency, right? Yeah, I you think can't, consistently. You can't Listen, come on I'm, here I'm, I'm, I'm clearly on an image. Week. I'm clearly on an image rejuvenation tour. Just let it happen naturally. But I'm a homer every week, bro. You can't do this part-time homer <laughs> shit, man. In and out. Yeah, no, while uh, before we get into um, our next buy or sell segment, if you are watching us on YouTube, please do hit that like and subscribe button. Nick Negatore. Um, <laughs> I like that. That like is that's a great word. Uh, that's a, that's a great no. name. Go back to Nilk. <laughs> no, I like Nick. Nilk, like Nilk. Nilk. Nilk Negatore. Back to Nilk. <laughs> no, we're not back a couple, fam. <laughs> All hair. right, so <laughs> let's get into the Eastern Washington game. Eastern Washington right now is one and two on the season. Uh, they beat Tennessee State by one touchdown. Uh, that's Eddie George's team, I believe. Um, by one touchdown to start the year, then they get uh, shellacked by Oregon, seventy to fourteen in game two. Have a bye week and then lose to uh, Montana State, thirty-eight to thirty-five. In what I'm sure was a good game to watch if you care about either team. Uh, so they are one and two right now. Um, let's see. I am Just not, trying to. Uh, sleep we are not going to schools. Yeah, we are not going to. Um, no, we need to break Dude. this team down. We need to find out every player on this team because it's been a directional season, man. <laughs> like directional schools have been the buzz, bro. You can't go in this shit sleeping in. So uh, let's find out what Eastern Washington. They got a writer? Let's call their reporters. Yeah, we'll call their reporters. I will look. So if I'm on Google right now looking at the Eastern Washington Eagles football team, um, of mm-hmm. course, you probably are familiar with them. They have a red football uh, field. Uh, Colin Coward and Jim McElwain are alums. Um Josh Ew. Johnson is maybe a guy that you uh, have heard of. He went to Eastern Washington. Um, can't can't find a ton on uh, the Eastern Washington football uh, program right now. Very good. Their tight end just turned twenty-two. Blake Gobel, so happy birthday. 
Let me see. I'm just pulling up some some things here in real time. All right. So uh, I mean, that, that's that's pretty much the update we needed. Uh, yeah. Happy so birthday. starting quarterback. Happy birthday to the tight end. They have a red carpet. Let's go. Yep. So um, their starting that, quarterback is a guy named Gunner Talkington. Uh, you got to um, watch a guy named name. Gunner. Yeah. Yep. He's thrown for 10 touchdowns and they had three vision. interceptions. Um, Micah Smith is their leading rusher for 162 yards. Um, On the season? Eddie Roberson has 214 yards. He's their leading receiver. Um, this is not ever good, but their defensive back, Eli Doyle, has 26 tackles and leads the team. And then uh, somebody named uh, – this guy might be interesting to you, Silk. Trey Weed um, leads the team in <laughs> interceptions. Why would that be interesting to Silk? I like Just that Just putting name. it out there. I like that name. Okay. Trey Weed. His father so, had vision too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Chris, Chris Potter, appreciate you. Um, they run air raid. They're as good as their. Oh be, man, so. you got to watch for these air raid. Tim Todd, I tried yeah. to warn Miami last week. They thought I was playing with the Gunner Damn. Talkington. Uh, Name's Dan, Gunner. They run air raid. We got Dan's zero throwing, Dan, Dan's, thro Dan's throwing stones in a glass house, talking about their safety leading the team in tackles. Uh, Florida's leading tacklers are one Trey Thaddeus Dean the third, thirty six, and Rashad Torrance the second, thirty five. Mm -hmm. As I as we've mentioned in this show, that's just not something you want, Nick. Not something you want. No, not not a great indicator of a good defense when your safety's leading tackles. All right, so let's do a quick buy or sell segment. Um, if you got to start with played. is the so, game being played? Yes. So the first question is, and this will determine the rest: is is the game going to be played buy or sell? Nick, buy. I'm sorry. No, sell so, buy. Nick? Yeah, I'm buying it. We're playing this game. Um I'm gonna sell that it gets played. I, I'm I'm not I wasn't even gonna be in the stadium. I, I was supposed to go to a wedding um in Aspen this Saturday. Shout out to Jaime and Kristen. Um I hope I can make it. Uh but flying out of Orlando on Thursday. Are they morning, Gator fans? This is a good weekend to get married if you're a Gator fan. Uh they're not. They're not. Hmm. She is not a Gator fan. He's a Miami fan. Um, ah, so that's why they're playing. Be for him four too. games into the season, they knew what would be happening. Bye week. Bye week as well. Uh, so I'm oh. hoping I can get out there. Um, but uh, flying out of Orlando to Denver does not look promising on Thursday morning. I would say uh, that that and, probably looks pretty limited for you. And honestly, <clears throat> uh, in seriousness, looking at this storm and, and as it slows down, like you said, Dan, that means it's just going to uh, pick up intensity in the warm waters in the Gulf. So um, again, it's not, I don't expect it to be catastrophic in Gainesville. I remember the last time a, a game was canceled because of a hurricane. It was a beautiful day in Gainesville right. um, that year, but it's not about where the game is played. It's about getting first responders and emergency personnel to people who need it. Um, yeah, I saw a lot is. of very dumb takes, if I remember correctly, yeah. about it being sunny in Gainesville that day. And I think Danny Cannell was one of them. But there's a lot of really dumb takes about uh, the emergency personnel that are needed. Yeah, I know. Very shocking. Um, about the emergency personnel that are needed across the state and what like goes Danny? into a team. Um, no, 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 no. Um, and what <laughs> goes into uh, 
hosting a football game from a travel perspective, from a security perspective, uh, from an overall safety and an evacuation route perspective. Um, you know, just, you know, the way that this storm looks right now, looks like it's going to cut across uh, the state at some point, whether that's, you know, at Tampa, north of Tampa, uh, at the Big Bend area, whatever that might be. Um, it does look like it's going to slow down. Um so, you know, again, I, I don't think that this game is going to be played. I think that if it was not Eastern Washington, uh, they might make different accommodations to play it somewhere else. Uh, certainly, I don't expect the University of Florida to fly up to, I don't even know where Eastern Washington is, Walla Walla. Um, Eastern Washington, man. Yeah, it's just in Eastern Washington somewhere. Um, so I just don't, I just don't see that, uh, that happening. But it's in Cheney, Washington. Cheney, Washington. Um, all right, so let's let's assume that the game, or let's not assume that the game gets played. But well, let's say you're, the game does so get you're played. selling, you're selling, I'm selling that the game will be played. Yes. Okay. Um, but if the game does get played, buy or sell. Another, that Anthony, another, another hurricane uh, upset on the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good. Um, all right, buy or sell that the Gators uh, win by thirty-five or no forty-two or more points. Is that the spread? I know I'm looking it up right now. Daniel's these games don't often have spreads um, on the normal sports books that you see online just because of the, the FBS versus FCS. I'm buying it. 42 points. Yeah. Let's buy it. Everything's going to get played. Might as well buy everything, bro. Yeah. Oregon beat them 70 to 14. I, I think that uh, Billy Napier is a better coach and Florida is more talented than, than Oregon. Um, so I think that they can beat them by 42. But while we're here, let's just see if I can find a spread on the game. Doesn't look like it. But no, nope. nope. don't see anything. All right. Buy or sell that the Gators have another quarterback play in the game before the fourth quarter. Not due to injury, but substitute in a new quarterback. I hope so. In the words of Kodak, I hope so. Uh, yeah, buying it. <laughs> buy. <laughs> um, buy. I guess they have to. Bye. All right. Um, the Gators get an interception in this game. Bye. Air raid. Gunner. Buying it. I'll buy it. The Gators get two and a half sacks or more. Buying, Buying it. it. Buying it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go off of what you guys say, so you guys can't take a, a bigger lead on me. Nick, Nick's oh. only buying because he don't think the game gonna get played, man. Buying it, buying it. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're buying the game will get played. So make sure that you make. No, that not game. buying that. Buying <laughs> that. All right, boys. Not a huge buy or sell segment. I, I, you know, Florida should win this game handedly. They should be able to do whatever they want. Uh, to the Eagles, I believe, is what we determined their mascot was. Um, next week, we will have a better rundown of the game uh, against, is it Missouri the week after? Mizzou, a nooner Mizzou. for homecoming. A nooner for homecoming. Uh, the Gators are bringing in Flo Rida as a Woo! part of homecoming. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. 
And then the week after is the LSU game, which 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 week is home? Which which, which week is that again? Missouri. Missouri's homecoming. If you look at the Sagarin ratings from Chris Potter, uh, twenty-eight point spread. Hey, I'll Seems take twenty-two. Low. I'll take twenty-eight. I'll take forty-two. Ooh, it's a lot now that I think about it. All right. Um, any any final thoughts? We have one final ad read, and then we'll get out with the song of the week. No, no, it's everything. Everything we're recruiting. I think recruiting buzz has been great as well. Um. Uh, we'll, we'll give people more information on that next show, right? Um, but I think I like the recruiting energy that I've been hearing and feeling from just you know the back channels. Um, I think we're trending for some 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 new names and and it's gonna be some flips. Also, the games are getting played, so um, I think Miami's gonna be open season here in a little bit, man. That, that, that's a part of. I think their ceiling is about five wins, to be honest with you, man. So um, it's gonna be some them. opportunities over there. I said it. The Cuban runs up. Recruiting is going to be really fun for them. Right, Tiger. Um, and, and, and then Zook, got, Zook got him in. No, I don't think he's going to get Cuban, these guys in. He's going to get him in. The Cuban Ron runs Zook up. would have never in. lost to Middle Tennessee State. You should put he some respect lost to Mississippi. He lost to Mississippi State. Broker. Mississippi lost State Mississippi is – that's, that's allowable. Dude, Mississippi we'll, we'll, we'll State would beat the snot out of Middle Tennessee State. No, I don't think, I think I think I think Mario got a different product. I think the, the the he's a recruiter, but nobody has proven that they recruit in Miami on a consistent basis in a long time. I think the the lack of uh, people in the stands, the lack of big wins, uh, lack of facilities, all of that stuff is a problem down there. And I don't think Mario had uh, this to deal with in Oregon. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think that's going to be open season a little bit. And most of his recruits ain't from that area. Which is another problem. Um, kids are not going to travel far away from this. He hasn't made any local uh, footing. I think it's going to be yeah. one of the issues. Um, none of that's our business. Outside of, I think there's some kids on that 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 commit list that we're going to double back on. Um, a couple visitor news notes. Um, uh, Elijah rushing, not making the trip, obviously because of the hurricane. Um, who else? There's a 2025 quarterback, Colin Hurley, is planning on being at the game if there's a game. I like him. Um, and then the number one safety, our number one safety, KJ Bolden, um, is going to be in Gainesville October 15th for the LSU game. I like any kid is willing, willing to drive through a storm to see this Eastern Washington game. Hey, I mean, you really love us. <laughs> I might get him to commit on the spot. All right, so um, in other news, uh, former Gators defensive uh, coordinator Jeff Collins, uh, relieved of his duties along with the athletic director at Georgia Tech, kind of surprised the whole thing didn't work out. Former Georgia Tech thought he'd be able to recruit well, uh, had some big recruiting wins pretty early um, with uh, Jeff Sims and Jamar Gibbs. Obviously, Jeff Sims' experiment didn't work out super well for him. Jamar Gibbs goes to Alabama in the transfer portal, uh, doesn't work out, goes – has a pretty rough go of it uh, there at Georgia Tech. I'm sure I'll have no problem getting an offensive coordinator position uh, or a defense coordinator position somewhere else. But um, other yeah, it's new- tough. I think it's tough to recruit there, man. I don't yeah. think it's it's he can. Rec- I think Jeff Collins is a good recruiter, but Georgia Tech isn't the easiest school to uh, recruit for, man. And he had a lot of like roster flipping to do because that team was, you know, running running. Army offenses, wing T offenses, man. Um, so he had a he had a he had a hard job, 
regardless, man. I thought I thought he could have had an easier slating at a different school in the ACC or a smaller SEC school. But I think Jeff Collins is a good coach. He just had a rough go at it because of the, the roster flip he had to do there and what he's up against uh, recruiting with the academic standards. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give one shout out to a new sponsor of our show, um, company called Vincero. Uh, so if you are looking for a premium lifestyle brand, watches, uh, sunglasses, jewelry, bracelets, great place to go. Stylish quality and versatile. Uh, Vincero designs everything in house sources on Padir produces and sources their own material pardon me and then produce everything in small batches uh for men and women out there give them a shot visit vincerocollective.com that's v-i-n-c-e-r-o collective.com use promo code sg25 you will get 20 percent off of your order and free shipping great products 30,000 plus five-star reviews and name GQ's go-to brand for premium lifestyle accessories. So again, VinceroCollective.com SG25 will give you 20% off of your order. Um, let's see. Who's got song of the week? Is it you, Nick? I had it last week. So, so I, think it goes to you. I, I think it's or me. No, it's I don't know. I, don't uh, I think so. Cat at the last. Uh, yeah, I had it before ago. that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's on so, Dan. Um, you know what? Miami, the city of Miami, has been struggling a lot. Not, not our Dolphins, Dan. Not our Dolphins, though. Not, not our, my Jags. Not my Jags. Okay, not my down. Jags. I'm sorry. Are they three and zero? Are they three and zero? Yeah. Ain't gotta be three and zero, man. I got the best quarterback in the state, man, for sure. Best. The best team in the yes. NFL resides in Miami, Florida, Nowhere. coached by the best coach in the NFL, Mike McDaniel, Playoff led by started. the best wide receiver core in the NFL. Pitbull. So nice. in order to do that, let's play the new uh, Pitbull and Daddy Yankee song oh, called yeah. Hot. Um, if you've not heard this song, um, immediate flames, just straight fire. Straight flames. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, man, uh, just – my man Joe Hayden retired, man. Oh, so uh, man. congratulations to a, a goat, uh, one of the best to ever do it. Um, a lot of our goats go to the pro and don't don't really perform on a high level. Joe Hayden held it down, man. So um, just you know, congrats and happy retirement to one of the goats. Got him on a pitch pain behind me. Um, that's it. Yeah, no, Joe Hayden was uh, an incredible person, uh, one of the nicest down-to-earth people that you could ever meet, uh, great football player, hell of an NFL career as well, one on Absolutely. all sides, or all facets of his career in high school, college, and in the NFL. Um, definitely a guy that you can um, look at as, as one of the best Florida Gators to ever play in the NFL as well. So congratulations right. to him. Um, shout out to the Miami Dolphins, best team in the NFL. Um, if you've got an issue with that, debate the NFL standings, and uh, we'll see you guys y'all next week. This year? You know we be running down on y'all every time, man. We yeah, love beating, that was that Dolphins. was that was before that was before All we do era. is beat the Dolphins, man. Okay. Yeah, that was a, it's a new and, era. And, and noodle arm Tudor. I mean, yeah, Tudor. That's what I'm gonna call him. Toodle. Noodle arm Tua 
Yeah. It's gonna fold. That ain't gonna like yeah. it's eventually like you know, you just run out of sauce with that that noodle yeah. arm, bro. And that's just, what's gonna happen. You're just like a Miami Hurricane fan. You're living in the past, talking about what the Jags did in the past to the Dolphins. Yeah, I can't talk see. about the Jags past. It's they have to come and see Yeezy Mike. I gotta, gotta lie about see the good Tyreek time. Cheetah Hill. Yep. They gotta come see Toodle. Yep, lock that see. man. Ty, man, Kyrie locked him down. Shout out to Kyrie. Kyrie had a good game. Kyrie locked that. The Dolphins threw 19 total passes in the game where they absolutely destroyed the Buffalo Bills. Um, so Just a massacre. The I Bills think shot. Yeah, butt putt and all. They still won. Butt putt and all. Yeah, that was y'all Super Bowl right there. Yes, no. Beat the Bills? We'll see them in Canada where they play in November. It feels, like a, it feels like a, a Super Bowl and y'all drop confetti and y'all swim in it. That's what it feels like. So when we are uh, – we're, we're three wins down, 17 more to go. Don't see us losing. Was looking at the uh, the record – or looking at like the schedule it. earlier today. Uh, don't see a loss on the schedule. Um, the Buffalo Bills were uh, the number one team in the NFL until the Miami Dolphins absolutely took them to the woodshed. Maybe it's um, college so or I like, <laughs> I like our chances to continue to do that to the rest of the NFL, starting on Thursday uh, with Joe Burrow uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals. No Prime losses. time, Thursday. On the Dolphin schedule, I like it, man. Nick, think, me, I mean, Dan, think it's college, man. Me, Dan, and Jeff Bezos watching on Amazon Prime <laughs> this Thursday. The only undefeated team, all the great teams come through the NFL. The Dolphins is going to be the one that matched the undefeated season. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah, and this might like be. It. You know, I was just I was talking to somebody uh, earlier today. I don't know if the Dolphins will ever lose. Uh, with Ever this again. roster that they have assembled. <laughs> uh, certainly there's really going to be some lie. retirements, but um, <laughs> <laughs> with this roster, I love our chances of maybe going, you know, 40-0, 60-0, who knows. Maybe I'm fine. We'll be humble, but we dismantled the uh, the Rams out there, bro. I don't know if y'all was watching football and shit. But no, we, we weren't. We were uh, busy popping champagne. Uh, like I said, confetti. Josh Allen will see you in Canada in November uh, to beat you guys again. Mm. I think All we're right, out of here. Same corner, Great. same time. Great discussion. Everybody stay safe. We'll yeah. see you next week. Already, man. Girls in the club know the deal when we come. Daddy around. Yankee. They show us love because they know. This worldwide. Playing skills. Let's ride. We're making it hot, we're making it hot. Dinero, dinero, no vamos a parar. We're making it hot, we're making it hot. Dinero, dinero, no vamos a parar.
tiene hat. Dinero, dinero y no vamos a parar. Fire.